0: Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. I am Kate Majuk. I am joined, of course, as always, by Marcus Mosier. We are not Matt and Ryan, uh, still tweaking out all of those, those uh, super fun technical uh, yeah, technical we'll hella blues, but we'll get there. Uh, Marcus, happy post Super Bowl Monday.
1: Yeah, happy post Super Bowl Monday, Kate. This is always a somewhat depressing time of the year. Like we've got to go the next six months without football. They're the stages is- of grief. Yeah but this is where dynasty players shine, right? Like it's officially dynasty season between the off season coming up with free agency trades. We've got the combine coming up. Uh, it's a, it's going to be a busy, busy time. If you are a fantasy football fan,
0: it will be a busy time. Now everybody thinks this is the time where we can kick our feet up and relax, but
1: No, 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 there's no
0: such thing as, uh, relaxing in dynasty fantasy football. We are scouting all the time to help bring you the ultimate dynasty roster. Obviously, we need to talk about Super Bowl 56. The Rams came away with the win. Yep. Uh, it was a really tight end to that game. And I have to imagine Bengals fans are just absolutely heartbroken because they came so close, so close. Uh, and they weren't able to walk away with the Lombardi. But again, how close they came, I think that's got to feel pretty good when you've got Joe Burrow in the bag. Outside of uh, the Super Bowl, we're going to talk uh, a little bit about some rookie prospects. We're going to start diving in to our rookie deep dives here. We're mm-hmm. going to start off with wide receiver Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Excited yeah. to talk about this, dude.
1: Yeah, we've got we got a lot to talk about with him, and uh, in, in just a little bit. But let's let's stay on the Super Bowl. Um, Bengals, I mean, Jesus, what a season. It's, it's so frustrating that it has to end that way. They played so well. They had a lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, but we do have some news and notes that we should we should talk about from this game. Uh, let's start with the good. First of all, Cooper Cup, uh, MVP of this game. Two touchdowns, I believe 99 total yards in this game. Katie just continued to do what he did all season long, which is be impossibly consistent, so reliable. And again, I'm going to keep saying this. I don't know how he's not at least the top three wide receiver in Dynasty. Despite his age, it doesn't seem like he's slowing down anytime soon. Uh,
0: I think it, again, comes down to age. Uh, But, I mean, Cooper Cup, uh, anything he's doing on the field uh, needs to be considered over uh, his birth certificate, I think, at this point. Mm -hmm. He's just never been properly valued, period, Mm -hmm. ever. Um, we know his upside. It, this isn't a fluky season. We've seen him perform him. with this kind of upside before. Uh, this isn't a fluke. He's a talented wide receiver. Let's let's value him as that talented wide receiver that he is. Uh, if you you know are able to trade for Cooper Cup right now, I'm gonna say you're probably gonna get him at a value, even even though he's literally the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, he's still disrespected in my
1: book. And then Javar Chase uh, had a really nice game in this one as well. But it was T. Higgins that was the, uh, the star for the Bengals, right? 100 yards, two touchdowns. We talked about T. Higgins was on Friday, Kate, that we think he's incredibly undervalued still. He's wide receiver 10 in Dynasty. We don't get that because there's several receivers that are currently going ahead of him uh, that we don't like as much as Higgins. So it was, it was nice to see him have another big game and. Listen, he could have had another touchdown in this game. Uh, he had a, another end zone target. The ball was thrown a little bit behind him, but I thought T. Higgins was really good in this one as well.
0: Uh, if T. Higgins, uh, if the Bengals would have walked away with the win, I think it would have been T. Higgins that would have been this game's MVP. Yep, I, I mean, you know, just a, an incredible season from this team all around. Uh, how about the running backs who just – all across the board incredibly disappointing this was definitely not yep. a story about the run game in this you know in this contest across the board uh which of these running backs did you find most disappointing in their performance based on their current dynasty value
1: i mean it has to be cam Akers, but it's it's hard for me kate to be disappointed considering the circumstance right like the Bengals do have a good run defense, and this guy's still coming off a torn uh, Achilles. It's been like eight months or whatever. I, I It just doesn't bother me. I think he's going to be fine with the full off season. Now, the question is, is he going to be the the work back? I don't know. Darrell Henderson looked pretty decent in the receiving game yesterday. Sony Michel still got work. I think that's a bigger question rather than how healthy is he going to be going into next year.
0: Yeah. I, I said this, uh, I believe it was last week's episode when we were kind of recapping the, the 2021 season for the Rams. I do think that, I mean, we were a little, uh, disillusioned, uh, when cam makers came back and we got so excited that we kind of forgot to look at what is he actually doing on the field. And I mean, he's, he really hasn't been overly yep. efficient at in, in any stretch of the imagination um, finished with 21 rushing yards and had a long of eight. So that means um, he was just getting stuffed and stuffed and stuffed mm-hmm. like a double stuffed Oreo. Uh, I I love double stuffed Oreos, but I don't love my running backs getting stuffed yeah. and stuffed. Um, I, I definitely think he's going to, ha- he's going to bounce back, but Daryl Henderson, he, you know, I, I do think he looks really explosive in the receiving game. So, gonna have to watch for that. Any other takeaways from Super Bowl 56 in terms of some of these dynasty values? Because there were a lot of interesting players to watch in this game.
1: Yeah, I think we need to talk about Odell, right? Ah. Uh, and, uh, Odell looks so good early on in this game. He scored a touchdown, he looked explosive, he looked quick, and then he hurts his knee. And it was a non contact knee injury. and Listen, we don't know the severity yet. We're recording this podcast on Monday morning. Don't know yet, but can I've got ai got a feeling. It's probably at least somewhat serious, wood. right? Yeah. Uh, he's going into free agency in, in what, just a month. Yeah. I almost wonder if this knee injury is more likely to bring him back to the Rams, right? Because he knows that system. It's going to be better than somebody else taking a shot on him. And if that's the case, I actually think that probably helps his dynasty value because if he goes elsewhere with a different quarterback in a new scheme, you know, the third team he's played on in the last calendar year, I would be a little concerned.
0: So is this your opportunity to buy Odell Beckham? I, it's very late in the season. So, I mean, it, it it's really tough to imagine yeah. Odell Beckham being uh, ready for any any sort of, like viable part of the fantasy season in the year to come. He is getting older. I love Odell Beckham. I do think that this is a good opportunity, uh, maybe for the Rams to get him at a little bit more of a discount. uh, Just, you know, given the injury, it's, it's TBD. Again, we don't know the severity as of Monday morning, but didn't, didn't look fantastic.
1: I know it's so frustrating. And then we've got Joe Burrow. Was a knee injury. He managed to play through it. He did have a limp after the game. Doesn't seem like it's quite as serious as Odell's injury, but it's just another knee injury that Burrow has uh behind this bad offensive line. And you've got to figure, Kate, okay, the Bengals this offseason are going to throw a bunch of resources that upgraded that offensive line, whether it's in the draft, a free agency, or trade. Do you worry about Burrow's long term, you know, kind of health because of this offensive line?
0: I don't. I think after this season, they're going to need to... I, I think it's overly apparent that they need to make some investment. Obviously, there was so much talk. Uh, should they have drafted Pene Sewell? I don't think Pene Sewell would have brought them to the Super Bowl no. specifically. No, no. Uh, so I, I think that narrative would have been quite different. He might have had protection this season with Pene Sewell, but uh, I don't think they'd be... Uh, well, their biggest problem is guards, been-
1: not tackle, anyways, right? They need interior offensive line help, not a not a right tackle. I mean, they could use that, but sorry to cut you they off. They just there, but go ahead.
0: they just need to uh, make some investments, and I think, yep. I mean, they're a team that's not necessarily strapped by the cap this year. They've got they've got room to play around here, um, so I, I think they need to make that investment now that it's become so glaringly obvious.
1: And the thing is, we we've seen teams completely upgrade their offensive line in one offseason. Look at the Chiefs last year against yep. Tampa Bay. Like Mahomes was running for his life last year and in one offseason, they fixed it, right? They traded for in the Super Brown. Bowl.
0: Like yeah. in it was in the national stage of the Super Bowl that it became uh, that glaringly obvious. Um, yep. it, I, I feel like that primetime stage really set uh, Patrick Mahomes up to to be the featured discussion. Because um, there was no way that that this you know organization was gonna get away with not protecting Patrick Mahomes any longer, and I think uh, last night similarly set the stage for Joe Burrow uh, to make the the push for a yep. huge upgrade on that line.
1: My guess is they'll go out and sign a free agent right guard, they, and they'll probably draft a tackle in round one, and I think that's probably enough. Like I, I don't think this offensive line needs five new starters. I think two new starters and maybe another additional backup would help. I, I, I think they can get it fixed fairly quickly. And if they can do that, Joe Burrow is going to be a top five dynasty quarterback for the foreseeable future, right?
0: The goat baby, the little goat.
1: Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's talk about treylon Burks. Okay. But before we do that, we want to tell you guys about bill bar this time of the year. Almost everybody has given up on their new year's resolutions, but not this year. We are sticking to our re- New Year's resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar because it's pretty easy to do it with Built Bar. They taste so good. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has like 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. There's so many great flavors including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond – And the new flavor for this month is White Chocolate Cookies and Cream. They are all delicious. Yeah, they're so so good. Uh, They're going to be sending us a box here, I believe, soon. So there you go. Uh, If you think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. They're going to try and have great new flavors every single month. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Kate. Let's uh, let's talk about Arkansas wide receiver Traylon Burks, who currently, right now, on Dynasty League Football, is the one hundred and one in rookie drafts. Uh, I know you had some time this morning to sit down and watch him. Uh, what did you think? Uh, built like a tank, man. Yep. This dude.
0: Uh, I I love me some big and bulky wide receivers, uh, especially big and bulky wide receivers that. Uh, have a little speed on them. Mm -hmm. Traylon Burks, uh, 6'3", 232 on player profile, uh, player profiler, um, coming out of Arkansas, had a 45.9% college dominator rating. He absolutely dominates across the board. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw one uh, one note this morning that uh, he had hit like 22.1 I think miles per hour at some point this season which would have ranked third in uh the NFL for the entire season like this dude is the ultimate uh combination of size and speed playing out of the slot a lot but still uh like I I think his size gives him some edge when he's playing on the outside even if he's not separating quite as much um that size is always going to give you an advantage in contested catchability so what it like you you are a huge trail on Burks fan. Tell me uh what do you see out of this guy? What are you most excited about? And is he appropriately ranked as the uh, 101 in Dynasty rookie drafts right now?
1: So what I've seen so far is this is the player that I think the fantasy football community and draft Twitter is has the biggest discrepancy on because for fantasy players, this is pretty clearly the wide receiver one. For draft and you know, analysis, this is not right. Drake London is currently going ahead of him, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams. So I, I saw a lot of guys like Daniel Jeremiah, uh Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper. They have Burks as wide receiver four, wide receiver five. And I'm not sure I agree. Kate, here is the list of wide receivers in NFL history. To weigh over 225 pounds and run a 4 4 0 or faster. It's Calvin Johnson and DK Metcalf. Currently, draftscout.com has Burks projected to run a 4 3 7 40 yard dash. That's and nuts. even if he, yeah, it's nuts. And even if he doesn't run that time, let's say he runs a 4 4 4, right? There's only been six receivers in NFL history to weigh over 230 pounds and run a sub 4 5 Calvin Johnson. Andre Johnson, Chase Claypool, Vincent Jackson, Darren Waller, and Doriel Green-Beckham. Five of the six are hit at their you know respective position, right? So he's just a freak athletically. And when you have the production that he had in the SEC and you have that size, you don't have to be a great route runner to, to be a valuable fantasy asset. Just look at like TK Metcalf over the last couple of years. Look at Chase Claypool. I think he's very, very intriguing.
0: Well, and similarly, uh, interesting, the the comp to DK Metcalf there, obviously the size and speed are tremendous. He's an athlete. Um, DK Metcalf was also somebody that fell, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see how that three cone turns out at the combine. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like, I mean, across the board, he did a lot of really impressive things this past season uh, in the NCAA on a minimum of 50 targets. He had the second highest passer rating among all wide receivers when targeted. Yep. Uh, Nearly perfect, 155.3, ranked third among these wide receivers in yards per route run, 3.57 yards per route run, 9.3 yards after the catch per reception. That tied uh, for the third most among wide receivers. He uh, statistically is putting up uh, what you want. He's scoring touchdowns. Um, But my biggest curiosity, I think, is what – why is there uh, a discrepancy between, you know, draft community versus fantasy football community? Uh, because I think we would have all agreed that, you know, if uh, hindsight were 2020, you know, a, a player like DK Metcalf mm-hmm. would have been drafted much more highly than
1: he was. Yeah. I think there's some unrefined parts of Burks's game, right? Like, a lot of his game was manufactured touches, whether it was from the slot or whether it was out of the backfield or on jet sweeps, like he's not the most technically sound receiver. And I think, I think guys like Chris Olave from Ohio state and Garrett Wilson uh, from Ohio state are just a little bit more safe. Yeah, but there's, they're, they're safer. And I think draft Twitter likes the safer prospect. And I think there's some, Maybe some bust factor here with Burks. I just, I keep coming back to this: when you have that kind of production and you're that big and that fast, more often than not, you hit. And it might take Burks two or three years before he reaches a ceiling where somebody like Chris Olave can come in right in and, and help a team right out. It wouldn't shock me at all. If Burks has 500 yards and four touchdowns in his rookie season, and we're a little bit bummed about that. But I think. I think because he is a little bit more raw than these other prospects that's why you're seeing him ranked a little bit lower.
0: Interesting. Uh, let's, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about uh, like maybe some interesting landing spots mm. Uh, mm. and, and where we could see these landing spots, maybe giving him the most value versus where do we not want to see him land? Huh. Uh, Cause we want nice to, spot
1: I got some spots. League. I don't want to see him land. Kate. Uh <laughs> Let's, uh, let's tell you guys about Bet Online, our title sponsor from today. Football season might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all of the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where you'll find the next coach fired is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to to, to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Kate, let's look at some teams that could theoretically draft the receiver high in this year's draft. And I, I think when it's all said and done, Burks is probably going to be a first-round pick. Uh, we probably start at number 10 with the jets i think that's a possible landing spot cleveland obviously needs a wide receiver uh baltimore probably not after drafting rashad bateman last year philadelphia could draft another where do you think would be one of his most ideal landing spots
0: most ideal landing spot i i think i'm actually probably gonna consider uh maybe the indianapolis colts but Hmm. it I don't. I don't think many people are going to like that because of the question marks at quarterback right now. But yeah. this is a team that I do think there's so much room if they have uh, the the quarterback position secured. This is such a well balanced team, a such a well balanced run game, um, and I, I think there's so much you know room alongside Michael Pittman uh, mm-hmm. to make a name for yourself. I I think they could use an athletic freak. Uh, like Traylon Burks, and I think that there's plenty of, of room in that room to uh, you know, have him get some of that limelight there.
1: I agree. I, I love the Chargers at pick number 17. Like if they let Mike Williams walk in free agency, which is very possible. Keenan Allen's getting a little bit older. They drafted Josh Palmer in the third round, but he's not really a speedster. You put Burks in his speed and athleticism with Justin Herbert, and I bet you they can make sweet, sweet music. I, that's That would be my favorite spot, Kate.
0: What do we think about the Chicago Bears? Uh, what if we partnered him up? We now have Matt Nagy heading out of town. Partner him up with Justin Fields, who uh, we have such a fantastic combination of his athleticism paired with his arm. We know he can be accurate. Uh, what do you think a, a guy like Justin Fields could do for Traylon Burks and his playing style? Uh, would they be able to uh, make a nice one two punch cuz we know that Justin Fields is going to be need uh in very much need a wide receiver uh with the departure of of Allen Robinson coming up
1: yeah and the bears don't have a first round pick however they do pick at 39 so it's pretty conceivable that they could either you know move up from 39 to let's say like 25 24 and go get him or Maybe with this class, you just sit back and wait because guys are going to fall because the the depth is really good. I, I think that makes a ton of sense. Uh, another one, what about Buffalo? I feel like Buffalo needs somebody with some size on their team. They're very small at receiver. If they want to kind of get into an arms race with the Bengals and the Chiefs, why not go get Josh Allen, just a speedster that can uh, stretch the field, that can make plays after the catch? I think that one would make a ton of sense as well.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely would be interested um, to see what their thoughts are, uh, especially about their wide receiver room. Now that we've had this sort of emergence of Gabriel Davis, Mm -hmm. Uh, we've talked about how he's not necessarily been the most dominant player throughout the season, but they did make it a point to get him targets towards the end of the season and generate touches for him. So kind of curious to see how they view their wide receiver room uh, after, you know, the, the postseason performance of Gabriel Davis.
1: I'll give you two more. I just want your quick thoughts. Uh the Lions pick at 32. Was that somebody that you would want to see there or no? Uh
0: absolutely. And I feel like uh folks are not totally sold in on that again because of the quarterback. Uh, I I'm trying very much to uh dismiss any concerns regarding quarterback position and just think about uh team needs because you know you might not be psyched that Jared Goff is the quarterback for the Detroit Lions, and we don't know how long that'll last. But uh, we've seen fantasy production out of wide receivers uh, from Jared Goff like that. That's just point blank.
1: Um, How about Jacksonville? I pick at thirty-three in the second round.
0: (sighs) Marcus, I just don't want to send anybody to Jacksonville. Well, yeah,
1: but, okay. So here's the thing. If you believe that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a oh. franchise quarterback, is this the type of receiver that could kind of unlock Lawrence? You know, somebody that does have some downfield speed and some height. Yeah, I you're not excited about this. I, I, I get it. Listen, I... here's the thing. There's there's worse landing spots for Burks. And this is this is what I'm afraid of. I it is it's the range where I think he's gonna land. I'm looking at like 21 to the Patriots. I don't think that's a good mesh of Mac Jones' skill set. Like, I I don't love that one. The Raiders need a receiver, and they really want somebody who can stretch the field. And Burks might end up being the fastest receiver in this class outside of Jamison Williams. We know they like fast. Yeah, we know they like fast, and I think Burks could actually be a really good player in that role, like Henry Ruggs but not give us the fantasy upside that we're hoping for. Right.
0: Yeah. I think that's totally fair. Uh, I, again, like the Raiders at this point are one of these organizations where I could just see them sort of enamored with uh, the physicality, the athlete, because mm-hmm. uh, they do, they like that flash. Um, but I, I don't want to see uh, any wide receiver that I think needs some polishing development go into the situation that's just been cultivating in Las Vegas
1: and I'm going to give you one more this one might feel like a little bit of a hot take I don't really want him to go to the Chiefs either and I know the Chiefs are looking at maybe adding some wide receiver talent but as we've seen over the last two or three seasons under Mahomes the third passing option in this offense just doesn't get consistent amounts of targets right like We've seen McCall Hardman. We've seen Josh Gordon. And there'll be games in which Burks, you know, if he is that, you know, the the second receiver, the third option, looks really good. I just would rather have him go to a situation where he can be more consistently targeted. I'm not sure that's Kansas City.
0: Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, maybe as they, you know, as Travis Kelsey ages, if they're looking for somebody, like we've even seen Traylon Burks uh, play – Play a little, you know. We've seen him play out of the slot. We've seen him play a little bit, uh, a few snaps in line this season. Um, He's a big dude, and maybe if you're you're kind of trying to plan for the future there, and you need that next uh, big possession guy, uh, Traylon Burks could be a a really interesting answer there. But again, short term, I don't
1: think right. Not in the short
0: term. Not uh, needs a little bit more of that development. But is that a, a system that I trust to develop their team, uh, and, and their wide receivers. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think when they're, they're asked upon, they deliver. Um, but it's that consistency in terms of being, uh, asked upon. Yes. I It doesn't happen all the time.
1: Burks is really interesting. I think it, I'm curious to see how much the draft capital changes the thoughts on him because if he goes inside the top 20, I think it's probably a lock that he ends up being the, the wide receiver one in this class. But if he goes late first round or into the second round, are fantasy managers going to panic? Or are they going to say, hey, we saw the way the 2019 draft played out with A.J. Brown falling to the second round, with TK Metcalf falling to the second round? It's just not that big of a deal. And the landing spot is more important than the draft capital. We'll see, Kate. It should be, uh, should be fascinating to see how Berks's value changes throughout the draft process.
0: Yeah. And we'll, we'll be keeping you guys posted. Uh, we're going to be continuing on with these rookie profiles, uh, breaking down the prospects. Where do we want to see them land? Uh, Matt and Ryan will be back tomorrow and Wednesday and they'll mm-hmm. be, uh, doing the same. They'll be picking a couple of rookies that, uh, we're, we're going to be diving into. So, we're just going to be doing uh, knocking one of these guys off per episode, and right before you know it, we'll be at the NFL Combine, and mm-hmm. we'll just we'll have a lot of information we need to digest at that point. All
1: right, guys, follow the show at Locked On Dynasty on Twitter. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Bless, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you guys next time.